Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Red Circle now as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also find us on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button for all of the latest South Florida content. You can also find South Florida content at FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. We do not have a paywall. Also, make sure you use our product code. It's 5RSN. That's the number 5 and then RSN for 25% off premium CBD at Therapist Preferred for recovery and for sleep. Also, you can use it for 20% off at manscaped.com. Manscaped is where you find your grooming products, particularly below the belt. They will send you plenty of free stuff, too, once you sign up. So you get the cologne, the deodorant, and everything else. Go to manscaped.com, therapistpreferred.com. Make sure you're using the code 5, that's number 5, RSN. And now, hey, you can hear the waterfall behind me because I'm in the Bahamas. Omer Yurtsevin was at Media Day. He talks to us next here on the Five on the Floor podcast feed. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor here at Heat Media Day. I got Alex Toledo with me, Brady Hawk, and also Gad Cartagena. We got Omer Yurtsevin. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, yeah, close enough. Okay, see, that's not the Turkish way. Not the Turkish way. The Turkish but, way. Hey. Yeah. All right, so give me the Turkish way because, I mean, you know, I'm not very good at this typically. It would be tough. I mean, you wouldn't have, like, because we have a, a, a different letter for O. Okay. It's Omer Yurtsevin, but it's fine. Hold on a second. Brady, try it. Omer Yurtsevin? No, better, that's, closer. That has a very heavy accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you don't speak Turkish. It's, it makes sense. No, I'll work. I'll work on it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't commonly do that. Um, I want to talk to you. We'll start with the basketball stuff and then kind of go off the court with you a little bit. But there's been a lot of conversation this off season about the size of this team. And, you know, Bam at the five and no PJ this year. Not that Bam, PJ was the tallest guy, but obviously he was playing on the four spot this year. But have you set a goal for yourself of putting yourself in position where you and Bam can play consistent minutes together this year? Hell yeah. And I think the biggest um, shift that has to happen for that is for me to be out there on the floor and, you know, demand that, that time. And the way I do that is by dominating on the defensive end. You know, like I've like I've done on the offensive end last year, and I think that that comes and, and shows um, everybody that you know we want to keep him out there. How do we keep him out there more? 
and we will be in band together. Who's going to grab a rebound from us? That's what I'm thinking. Um, and yeah, I mean, of course, I'll put that in perspective and kind of you know, work towards it uh, all, all off season. And when you say who's going to grab a rebound against you guys, obviously rebounds tend to find you. We had this situation many times last place. It goes both ways. I think it's all about tracking the ball. And also anticipating the shot because whoever starts carving out space first has the biggest advantage because if you can anticipate the shot and as somebody's watching the ball, let's say you hit him from the back and you kind of like nudge them under the rim, whatever falls on the other side is in your hands. So like you kind of cover all that space just by starting earlier starting that box out processor. And when you talk about playing with Bam, the other part of it is on the offensive end and spacing, right? What what is what would that look like to you? Like, in, in other words, we, we've seen, we, obviously Bam can make a mid-range jumper. We know that. He's talked about expanding his range a little bit. We haven't quite seen the taking a three a game the way he talked about last year. I don't think he took one the whole year. But but how do, how to you would that look with you and Bam on the floor together on the offensive end? I think I, I do think he's capable, but I think I am extremely capable as well of, of shooting and, and extending that range. And once you do that, the whole you know floor spaces out, and you know that's when you have guys like Jimmy who can and Kyle who can literally penetrate through defenses, and people won't be able to come or on a full rotation and or send two guys on a full rotation. Uh, so, you know, it will take a lot of load away and, you know, help out a lot of guys and help them kind of take some, like I said, take some pressure off them because a lot of teams won't be able to, like I said, send two, three guys to defend one guy, which, you know, Jimmy battled with at times last year. We'll get to Brady's questions here in a second, but I, one more on this. You talk about expanding your range. I was to say to you, where, where are you comfortable to right now? 15 feet, 18 feet, like what? Oh, the more line. And anywhere, not even corner, like not just corners, anywhere. Just top of the key, trailer, running in, flaring to the slot, flaring to the wing, flaring to the corner, backing out to the corner. I don't know, like I've, I've worked on and repped out all those situations in game, in game speeds many times this offseason. So, you know, that I would say I'm, I'm comfortable with. Uh, any of those shots. Spolstra always says to guys, take the shots. We want you taking more threes. Has he encouraged you to expand your range in that way? Does he want you taking all those looks? I think so. And and that's been like the biggest thing because I guess we, we talked and we were talking and he said, you got to hit 80% uh, by training camp. And I am right now. I am at 80%. And I do want to get it to 90% so that on a bad day, I shoot an 80%. And that's my competitive side to just show that I am capable, that I am at that level. Um, and hearing that from him gave me that encouragement to show him that I, I can shoot above 80% and just that he can, you know, um, trust me in the game too to give me that opportunity. Um, but I think it's, it's not, it's not, nothing is ever given. It's all earned here. So gonna have to earn it again staying on the offensive side of the ball it feels like one of the things that goes under the radar with your game is your passing i think back to the game last year in phoenix where you had about seven or eight assists and you were used in post splits and different things playmaking wise are the things you're picking up from bam just being a top kind of big man passer and do you you think you can be utilized that way this season more as a playmaker at times yeah i think 
me and Ben play very differently though, especially the passing position, like facilitating. But that's a good detail that you that you kind of caught because I could have had a triple double that game easily. Um, and I think the the biggest shift was when all right, we want to put Aiton in actions. But also, they're so bad defending off-ball actions. So let's attack that. So we find a big weakness, and you work it until it doesn't work. So we kind of, like, started working it. And every kind of, like, whether it was a single cut or a curl cut or a double cut, we would find there would be an open guy. It would be, like, a small opening. But I did a good job, you know, finding that gap. And, and that, you know, won that game for us when Phoenix was going, like, on a 42-9 record given their 10th loss of the year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I, I, it's not like I saw it from Bam because his, his style is more different. He kind of, like, dribbles into it as he gets it in transition or a defensive rebound. He just dribbles into it and kind of starts facilitating from there. Um, mine is more catch it on the post and wait for the split action to happen and then kind of play out of it, whether it be a dribble handoff or a pass or like a corner pass if there's a help side coming. So it's just like different reads. So a couple of things that have really stuck out to me since you kind of broke onto the scene that are coming across in this interview. One is that you have a feel for the game and you can read the game, particularly on the offensive end. It just comes across with the way that you talk, but also that you, you have a confidence about yourself. It doesn't come off as cockiness, but a confidence about yourself. Do, do you do you do you see any ceiling for yourself at this level uh, at all? I mean, what is in your view your potential as an NBA player? I don't see a ceiling. I know it's like it sounds super cocky, and it's it is a cliche, but I feel like it's all mental, and you just can't put one. If you put one on yourself, then everybody will put a lot more on you. Um, so I don't think I have a ceiling. It's just about working on it. It's like I have a limited amount of time. So what aspect of my game do I hone myself on? Do I, which skill do I hone my skill, body and physicality and everything, given my all on it? This offseason, it was agility and three-point shooting and um, what do you call it? Like, just like the defensive stuff, just like guarding a pick and roll. Um, but yeah like thank you because i don't I, I never i hate to see it when it like if, if it comes out cocky but it's just about all that work that i put in kind of like giving me that confidence yeah it doesn't come off as cockiness it just comes off as you kind of know what you have to work on but you feel like you can get there which which is interesting i you also happen to play in an organization that is run by the guy that bam referred to as the old man today uh pat riley and if he could play five seven footers at the same time he probably would okay that's the way pat has typically thought has pat had any conversations with with you about kind of where he wants your game to go. He's pretty familiar with Georgetown big men, as you know. Um, and what has that been like? Because he, he comes from more of an old school style. Like he would put you and Bam together right now, I think, if he was coaching this team. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like you said, he has had great experiences with Georgetown guys. Um, but every player is so different at the same time. And the biggest thing he told me last year was being able to show that I can stay out there defensively. And for me to do that, I have to be more agile. So that's why I kind of took my time a lot, the bulk of my time this offseason to just hone on that every day. The other Georgetown big guy. I'm going to go to a second, but I want to follow on this. I'm sorry. I'm hogging this particular interview. I literally talked to Coach Pat this morning. Okay. And what, how did that, well, I want to ask you something about another Georgetown big guy, but what did you talk to Coach Pat about this morning? Um, no, he was just, you know, wishing well for the season. Um, 
I talk with him like every week, uh, if not every every other week. But you know, we we catch up, and he was just wishing luck for the season, and it was amazing to hear from him. I always, you know, had a good relationship with him, and it's kind of grown so much. I, I was I didn't expect it. And, and I mean, a lot of battles here against this particular organization that 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 he had, but the guy he battled, one of his best friends, Alonzo Morning, has been working with you pretty extensively. Um, Zoe was known for defense first. The offense kind of came over the course of his career. Uh, what does he drill you on the most when when you when he talks to you or when he works with you or anything like that? The biggest thing I've I've realized is being a force. Is what he what he mentions just being a force and being just physical and dominant, and we play pretty. He's he's you know seeing it from experience, and the biggest thing is being able to literally clear guys out of the way and get every single rebound. And if somebody comes in the paint, they have to know your presence. You have to be the anchor in there. And he did it with such a dominant force that I see where he's coming from, and I've seen his tape. And, you know, I want to have that level of dominance on the defensive end, you know, blocking every shot or whoever comes in. Like if there's a big guy coming in, like they're not going to be able to go through you at any point in time. Um, everybody's going to have to take a difficult shot over your hand. And if they make it, good. They'll have to try it again and they have to make that tough shot over and over. And that's going to reflect on percentages. So, um, you know, his, his mentorship has been amazing. And, you know, his input is like – priceless because of the experience that he's had. So, Omer, I think it's interesting hearing you talk about all this when you talk about agility, your shooting, playing with force, wanting to, you know, um, earn more minutes in the rotation. And I think it's interesting, right? Like you're seeing a trend in the NBA where for the past decade or so, teams have been downsizing uh, and winning titles that way. But in the past couple of seasons, you've seen the other way, you know, happen with, uh, you've seen the Bucks won the title with Giannis and Brooke as their main front court. We saw Boston, what just happened with them and Horford, Robert Williams, and the success they had with that front court. Um, you also talk about Cleveland, right? This upcoming team with Mobley and Jared Allen. These teams are not necessarily shying away from playing two uh, somewhat traditional bigs together. Now, it's a lot of skills between those bigs that I mentioned, but what I want to know from you is what do you think? Because you, you and Bam, um, Deadman and Bam, I think total got 32 minutes, right? Between the both lineup machinations right there. So I want to know from you what it would take for those lineups to be played more often, you with Bam, for those lineups to be effective. What do you have to do um, for Spo to just, you know, run that more often? I mean, it's, I think, simple as it's complex. Uh, I have to dominate defensively. Um, and I think once I do that, like it happened last year, like Caleb stayed on the floor because of his impact on defense. And it was like, we can't really take him off there because we want him to have that aggressiveness on defense and be able to like make guys, the, the short guy, the tray or like any kind of guard, shooting guard you can find having to be in that tough position and having that tough, agile, shifted defender on him because he pushed that pressure. So you want to have that kind of presence, that kind of dominance, and that kind of aggressivity that, that will give you that that feeling where it's like, I want to leave him out there. How do we leave him out there? Right. We want to put Bam in the game too. Let's put him in the side of. Uh, so I think it's just, you know, showing that as number one. Um, and I think that's, that's going to take care of the rest.
and to that end, when you have people out there saying, which has been the conventional wisdom on, on sort of from fans right now, that uh, that this team needs to find a four. That, that's what we've heard the whole offseason. No PJ, they got to find a four. Do you look at it and say, and I don't want to make you sound cocky here, but do you look at it and say, we potentially have a four? Could be Bam out of bio because I'm going to be playing the five. We have the, yeah, one of the most dominant fours in the league. Bam is extremely dominant on both hands, and he is a four. Mm, I think a lot of fans would agree with you on that, right? <laughs> that, no, we definitely got to follow up on that because that's definitely been, I don't know, you know, how active you are on social media as far as what people say, but, like, a lot of fans have been pushing for, you know, you and Bam to play together or Bam and Deadman to play together in the sense of, like, oh, Bam is a four, like you're saying, and it's very controversial because, like, there's very much two sides to it where people are like, no, Bam is a five in today's game. Bam is a four in today's game. To me, in my opinion, I think he's kind of a hybrid big. It doesn't really matter what position he plays. It's about what he does, the actual role he's playing when he's on the court. And so I do think, you know, those minutes with you and Bam could work together. And I think it would be kind of a, an interesting uh, switch up for uh, Spo to work with, considering it's not something that we saw much of last season, like I said before. And so, again, what you, just... What, what do you think that makes him like a true five at the same time? I guess um, the just the fact that when he's out there, you know, for the past three seasons with him as a starter, that he's out there as a defensive anchor. And even though he gets switched out onto the perimeter all, a lot, especially with the, the switch-heavy scheme that you guys had last season, he's he was a five, especially with P.J. out there. Sometimes P.J. would serve as a five. Obviously, you know, we talked about that stretch where you were the five when Bam was gone as well. And we saw the success that you guys had kind of run, running similar things, whether yes. it was you or P.J., with the post splits, yeah. with um, the dribble handoff action. And so that's why I do think there is space for you guys to play together. And that's why I just wanted to hear more from you. But it's really interesting to hear you declaratively say Bam is a four. Could you go more into that? Oh, no, I mean, like, the game right now is positionless. So there's no such thing as, like, four or five. That's why I asked, like, why do you think he is a five? Uh, that's why I think he's a hybrid big. It's, it's not necessarily one position or the other. But, like, when you go against guys that are literally, like, 40, 50 pounds heavier than him, like Nurkic or Embiid or, I don't know, you name it, like Lopez, right, in the in the Buck series. Like, all those guys have a, a, an advantage because they're taller and they're, they're just bigger and stronger. And I think you need a seven footer to go against a seven footer. Like I think that's the that's the way you kind of eliminate that that aspect of the game, so that Bam can you know use because he's going overtime when he goes against those big guys. So, uh, so is it fair to say that your presence, if you can emerge in this, will allow Bam to be his best self? Is that is that I kind of so. yes, absolutely. I think I'm hopefully I'm gonna you know. Uh, add years to his career. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good place to go. All right. We're going to, before we close, though, you have to try to pronounce Omer's name better than we did. Okay, do, do it again one more time. Alex is going to. Omer, you're at seven. Closer. <laughs> I'm going to edit that. Yeah. Are, are you familiar? Are you familiar kind of with the cult following that you have on social media, though? Because you do. I mean, no, you don't. You don't see it. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not on social media too much. Uh -huh. You yeah. post, though. Yeah. Yeah, you post. Yeah, <laughs> I do, but it's not like I mean, a yurt season. I know you see the love. It's not like a yurt season. Yeah, you do definitely. Like that? Every season is yurt season. Yeah. Okay. Is there yeah. an, is there another nickname that you want for yourself this year or no? No, I like kind of 07 or 07, I guess. Um, but yeah, I like 07 and yurt season and yurt. I don't know. I like them all. 
All right. Well, we appreciate what it. What are people are comfortable with? Omer Yurtsevin. Close. All right. Thanks for joining us anyway. We appreciate Thank it. You. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.